start. Sooners of Oklahoma 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide. What is going on, Sooner Nation? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Barry and Mac Show. As always, myself, Barry, personal trainer, sports performance coach out of Tulsa, and alongside me, former Sooner wide receiver, 2000 national champ, and his former team about to make a big move, Mr. Damian Mackey. How are we doing today, D-Mac? What's going on, brother? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. It's going to be an exciting day. That's right, man. We're recording this at 1.20 Central Standard Time. So the Super Bowl has not kicked off yet, but the pregame festivities have begun. I've been spending the the weekend with wife at a uh, big marriage conference up here at the Renaissance in uh, Tulsa. Had a good time. Went on a little date night last night. Uh, But man, some, some big... OU news just came down the pike end of this past week. I, I would say the writing was on the wall, and that's kind of you know putting it lightly. Uh, there was a lot of hoopla that the Sooners and Longhorns were going to try and get the move to the SEC finalized before that 2025 season, and they were finally able to get that done. I just want to go over a few of the, the details real quick. Um, so, so part of it was the Longhorns and Sooners, they, they agreed to pay an early withdrawal fee of a combined $100 million to join the SEC in 2024, uh, a full season earlier than originally planned. And this is coming from CBS Sports, um, OU in Texas, obviously the, the Big 12's two perennial programs. Um, I, I did read that six out of the 13 weeks of of this past season, the the Sooners and Longhorns were top five, six of those weeks in terms of TV broadcast. So this deal likely would not have had any chance of getting done without OU and Texas forking over some serious money. The Some Big 12 schools are going to be losing some money. Um, if it wasn't for that additional 100 mil, since you have four or basically two new teams, you're adding two extra teams joining the conference. So so that being said, DMAC, uh, well, what are your initial thoughts on them getting this deal done? And what does it mean for OU in recruiting and then uh, the 2024 season, man? First things first, getting the deal done, I think it was the the unnecessary evil. Um, you're in a, you know, if you if you use the analogy of a marriage. A husband and wife who no longer want to be together. They're already making plans to do things separately. You know, the conference has made it very clear uh, that they are upset with what we've done. I mean, I remember last year's media, conf- you know, media session that they in 2021 when the rumor came out, I believe Texas A&M linked the rumor so that it became public in- information. Uh, so it was really good to see it happen. Obviously, on the way out, you know, uh, we're doing the best thing for ourselves and you know, uh, trying to minimize the repercussions in, in, in terms of financial, you know, burden, but also just that additional year. 
right? Every year in the in the Big 12 for us is another year delay from being in the SEC. And we know which which conference has the better contract, which conference has the more the better exposure, which con- which conference has the better uh, atmospheres, right? So to be um there sooner rather than later is, is good for us. And I think for them to get out and save face and say, hey, they had to pay 100 mil on the way out. And I believe the SEC is essentially paying it for us by deducting a portion of what we were supposed to make in terms of our, our um, you know, our, our allotment, I guess is the proper word to use. So good job by everybody finally becoming adults. In this scenario, right, we could tell there was a lot of bad blood, access to grind and, and you know, people trying to uh, do voodoo mind tricks and things of that nature to to kind of, you know, protect their own kind of the, the oh, I'm going to protect, take my ball and go home kind of attitude. So salute to everybody being more mature. Um, from what I hear, the new commissioner of the Big 12 is a pretty much a rock star. And he's shaking some 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 leaves and some branches and, and really getting things done which is kind of disappointing because if maybe 10 years ago, we could have kept our great schools and kept our great conference. But I think mm-hmm. we're, we're past that. Uh, the SEC will be home and I'm okay with that as much as I used to, you know, as much as I used to go ham on people who talked about that whole, the conference deal, we're going to come to the SEC with the expectation to win as the Oklahoma Sooners. We're not coming to the SEC trying to wear, I'm not going to get an SEC jacket. My OU jacket may have the logo on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be screaming <laughs> SEC when, Two other teams are playing for the badminton championship. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to be upset that Oklahoma didn't make it. But good, good deal for all parties. I'm, I'm excited that it happened the way it happened. I think everyone knew it was destined to happen. It was just a matter of figuring out a way of getting it done where everybody could minimize uh, the destruction and then the feelings and, and then obviously the money. Yeah. So, so a couple things. Uh, one of the reasons that OU and Texas were able to get this done early had a lot to do with the TV deal. That is what the uh, the rumors were earlier this past week. Um, it wasn't so much that that the Big Twelve or or your mark were were presenting pushback. A lot of it had to do with with Fox and them wanting to still basically have those those television assets down the road. Money. So in a separate, yeah, uh, they they needed it. Um, so in a separate deal, Texas and Oklahoma agreed to pay cash. Uh, to Fox in exchange for their games, leaving the network a year early. And then, then another additional piece that you, you you spoke on with your mark being, I guess, a little bit more of, of an, an adult in the room is a good way to put it. Uh, just his understanding of the atmosphere of college football and where it is going. But he, he stated, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but basically said, this is better for us. This is better for the Big 12 because now we can start formulating plans. We can get the marketing together. We can do all of the things necessary to push this conference forward. And and there's no hate or slight on the Big 12. I know we've made jokes on it, but there still are some very good programs in the conference. They are still going to have Texas. They're now going to have Ohio as a recruiting round. Ohio is a big uh, state when it comes to recruiting. Oh, Michigan and Ohio State fight over that all the time. So it's a very fertile ground. And, and you're still going to have some, some programs that have competed. We saw what TCU did this last year. In any program that's in Texas, if the Longhorns aren't playing very well or if OU has a down year, there's a chance for another team to sneak in there. Uh, but one of the questions that we had, and this is a question from a number 
uh, of different folks and probably was the biggest one after this domino fell in terms of getting the deal done was what is it going to look like? Pods were the initial discussion, um, whether three teams, whether they do a four-team deal, whether it's an east and a west, a north and a south. It seems like uh, what they're going to do is either one of two options is either going to be an eight-game or a nine-game conference slate uh, with potentially one permanent opponent. And then they're going to rotate, but you will have two to three teams that you will play every season. It, it looks like it's probably going to be three. And I think the first question, DMAC, for Sooner fans is what three teams, you obviously can't get rid of Texas. That has to be a a, a, a centerpiece for, for the programs. And I, I'm sure when they made this deal, that was something that, that Castiglione and, and Dodd down there in Texas said, we, we cannot lose this game. You know, on a, on a regular season basis, it's far too valuable. So for for OU, just on that annual perspective, who do you see likely being the the teams, or, or and who do you think who would you prefer? Let me put it that way: Who do you <laughs> hey, think it's going to be versus hey, who would you prefer <clears throat> be on the slate? Uh, I'm gonna go with preferences first. I mean, listen, I like to win. And uh, those little hogs up north who like to talk, who like to steal our colors. Why every other season y'all red look like, like our red? And then the other season it looks more burgundyish. Like, can y'all pick a color and stick to it? You know what I'm saying? I'd love to continue to eat. And folk in Tulsa know what I'm talking about because they're real close to you guys. But uh, from a preferential space, I'd love to play against Arkansas. I'd love to play against Mizzou. I'd love to play against Texas. If we had those three teams year in and year out, that would be a really – um advantageous setup for us unfortunately i don't know that that's the case especially with the top heavy balance in the in the sec what people are gonna and, and you know it's interesting b is people talk about the sec as a conference and and you know it, it's it's not unlike the big 12 even the the last conscription including us in it in the sense that they're basically two or three teams that generally dominate it and then right every three or four years a team comes up baylor might come up right tcu came up last year you know tech had a season with crabtree and those guys where they came up so it's like the sec is really just georgia bama and then teams coming up like it's mm-hmm. not like it's nine deep of just 10 win caliber squads right Tennessee came up this year florida has come up in the past you know what i'm saying like kentucky had a year a couple of years ago it's not like those teams are consistently ass kicking and the sec is just a juggernaut so I say that to preference, uh, to preface, excuse me, the idea that I imagine they're going to want more balance, right? And and there are some there are some scenarios where a team like Bama does not want to have Auburn and LSU, right? And like um, I, I saw one where it was, it was Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and like gosh, it wasn't Georgia. Georgia had another one, but I mean, it was a really tough deal. And if if you do it, you, you know, geographically, it does make sense for OU, obviously, to be attached to Texas, which, by the way, they need us more than we need them. But assuming we're going to get Texas, right, doesn't 
Arkansas and and Mizzou make a lot of sense from a regional, you know, sense situation. It just makes sense, right? They're close in proximity. By the way, there's some Big Twelve ties and some tradition with Mizzou. Obviously, uh, Arky is is probably the closest school to us out of all the schools, you know, in the area. So that makes sense. But if they're going to do balance, I, I imagine they throw a, a Florida in there with us, or uh, you know, who I'd really like. Just because they're really our other redhead little brother, our, there's, we have another redhead little brother besides OSU and Stillwater. And by the way, peace be gone to those guys, right? Peace be still. Hopefully, you know, the, hopefully the meek do inherit the earth because you guys are going to be meek little bro. <laughs> but uh, who I would really like is AM. They've had a lot mm. to say the last ten to twelve years. They've like I think they forget we we had to kneel, we had to knee on the ball on the four yard line. You know, not 10 years ago. I don't know how many years ago it was. I think they forget that, you know, in 99, we put 50 on them boys and we ran ninja on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they forget that, like, y'all are little bros. Like, you guys are the definition of mediocre. I don't even know how to spell mediocre, but I know A&M is mediocre. I actually do know how to spell it. But, um, yeah, I think I think, I think think the the SEC will go with, right, OU Texas and then a mid-level team. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's just say an A and M caliber, and then we all get like an Arky, which Arky had a great year a couple of years ago, and and is on look seems to be on the rise. Pittman has those guys going in the right direction, but I think they are looked at in the conference as a team that's traditionally middle to lower half, and I think they will, will err on the side of making sure you know either an Arky or, or a Mizzou is, is that team because if they give us Mizzou and Arky, we're in really good shape because because we all know texas is our bitch too <laughs> excuse my candor excuse my candor yeah. it's, Sunday, it, it's all good um man you made a good point on the on the conference balance and while you were talking about that i was looking in the past 20 years 16 of the past 20 years it's either been alabama lsu or georgia winning the sec championship and the only other team you throw in there is Florida, Florida when they were going and Auburn. And that's it. Yeah. The the there there hasn't been a, a ton of competitive balance in that conference. And then even in those years where Auburn won it, right? It was the the same people showing up to play in the game. Right. It when when Georgia won it against Alabama, LSU yep. won it. I think it was against I can't remember who was playing that year. I think Missouri snuck in one of those seasons, I think Manziel had A&M there one year, but um, I, I could be off on that. But the conference has has been seen as this juggernaut where, where really it's, it's towards the top. Um, I, I want to yeah. ask you on the, on the game side as far as everything being televised. Um, and then, well, before that, let's also talk about this in conjunction with the playoff. So one of the pieces to this puzzle is that in 24, USC and UCLA will also be joining the Big Ten. You're going to the 12-team playoff. Just to talk about that real quick in terms of OU getting this deal done, well, what is what is the landscape going to be like in the in these next couple seasons? Are, are we going to move to a, to a basically a situation where the regular season almost feels meaningless to some extent, or is there going to be, in your opinion, more value uh, put on the regular season? I, I think 
there is a threat, but I, th- but if it's, if the playoff is done right, if the seating is done right, you can probably mitigate that. But what do you see happening in this shift? You know, it's interesting. Um, first of all, I'm a progressive mindset type of person. So I look forward to teams, you know, there were seasons where, oh, you have bad Septembers where by the end of the year, let's play ball. And, you know, Baker's first year, you know, there, I mean, you know, I could Paul Thompson's year, right? We lost to TCU at home. There are times where that happens. But here's the most important thing, Barry. It's the setup. There has to be very clear guidelines into how you qualify for the 12 team playoff and it cannot be a subjective committee. Um, although I, I think the committee has done the best it can do, but we've got to do a better job. I obviously, you know, we talk about the conferences, conference champions need to 100% get a chance to be in. I think that's pretty clear. I, I, in my opinion, listen, I'm more of, you know, let me give you this scenario. Let's say I'm on Dion's Jackson state team two years ago. Right. And they go undefeated. Explain to me why there isn't a reason that team can't have a shot if if they are an undefeated champion in their conference to to, to play ball. And I'm not saying this because it's an HBCU. I'm saying this because I want to see the best teams play. Right. North Dakota mm-hmm. State. Right. I, I kind of want to see what North Dakota State would do in a tournament like this where they if, if you ask North Dakota, Barry, if you ask North Dakota State, uh, of course, we're talking about, you know, last decade, they've won six or seven. If you ask them, hey, guys, would you rather play for the G5 ship or would you like for an opportunity to play against the best of the best? What do you think those guys would say? Best of the best, man. So I don't know that that's doable. But since you're asking me my opinion, mm-hmm. I'm interested to, you know what I'm saying? I'm interested. That would be interesting. Is, is there a conversation to be had in, in those regards? And yeah, I get it. Stars and, and the size of linemen and those things all matter. But, dude, a four-game tournament, we just don't know. But sticking to what I think the script will be, Conference champions and then the obje- the subjective part where the other seven, whatever, uh, um, at, you know, uh, at large teams get decided on. We've got to do a good job. And, and people may not want to hear this, but it might be like the the, B, the BCS calculation kind of a deal where we we take the opinions and feelings and notions out of it. And I just say that because, and and here I am saying that when we're going to be in the conference, that's probably going to get the most sway, right? The SEC is going to be like, whoa, hold on. They've got six juggernauts any given year. They need to get the most. But I also think there's just a piece of the pie where it's like, we're subjective and we're prejudiced. Like, let's keep it a buck. Like we are, right? When we talk college football, we understand where the big boy ball is being played. When we talk, when we talk, you know, uh, 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 what is that? Uh, water polo. Guess what? Pac-10 is going to get extra sway. Like they're going to get extra sway. When we talk softball, the SEC and Oklahoma is going to get extra sway. I get the Pac-10 too. So I, 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 I'm interested to see if there's going to be a component where maybe there is a committee and a computer where you can throw the data against the wall and see what sticks. And then of course you can take the opinions of the people who say they have the, you know, I've got a feel for who's the best. I think all of that has to come into play. The beauty is. To your to your initial question, uh, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna sweeten the deal. You can have a bad September and still make it to the playoffs. You can lose to a K State in September and then not have guys check out. The go the coaches who really know how to adapt and build a program and develop players over the course of the year will have more uh, of a reason to continue to you know push that buy in and get guys to develop because the way the college football landscape is today 
is, you know, you lose one game unless you're in the SEC or unless you are a blue blood who has, you know, you got to have the intangibles. You got to have a top five recruiting class. You got to have the quarterback. You got to have the even the head coach, right? If you don't have the right mm-hmm. head coach, quarterback, recruiting class, things of that nature, you're essentially, you know, not given the opportunity, especially if you're not in the Southeastern Conference. So I think 12 is good. I think, you know, schools are going to have the opportunity to show their stuff on the field. Listen, I, I've never once played a game. I played one game. Let me just make the statement, then I'll tell you the one game that that's not true. I've only played one game in my career where I didn't try my hardest for four quarters. There's only been one game in my entire college career. Granted, I only played two years and two, 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 two games. I played two full seasons, and then I had two games. Third game of the season, I got hurt my junior year, and that was Baylor 2000. They were terrible. Oh, they were a freaking they atrocious. Really I don't think bad. I played. I don't think I played past the middle of the second quarter, and I was pissed I didn't score. But aside from that game, it didn't matter who we played. We're playing KU and KU. Guess what? We they bringing it. We bringing it. We're, we played. You know, whoever we were playing, it didn't diminish the game that Saturday. The teams are not gonna. Now there might be low management. That might be something that comes into play, Barry. You're, you're playing, and, and that kind of happens anyway, right? If Alabama's playing, you know. Uh, I'm going to throw a jab here. If Alabama is playing South Carolina, you know what I'm saying? Week 11 and they've already got the, the, the East wrapped up, they're going to sit some guys or let some guys have some time away. So I I don't know that that's a huge deal, even because the season is not long enough, but I, I think expansion is great. I really do. I, uh, however, I wouldn't be surprised if 80% of the champions still come from the same programs that we've seen before, just because of the advantages they have with recruiting and tradition and pedigree. You know, Bama's not going to win less natties. Maybe they will now because we're in the conference with them. But, Mm. uh, (laughs) you know, there's going to be an opportunity from a Cincinnati two years ago. There's going to be an opportunity from, you know, some of those those, those mid-level teams that, wish they had an opportunity, you know, like, like there was a time when Oregon state and Fresno state, my years, 20 years ago, oh man, those boys played mean football. And, and I believe Oregon state went to Georgia and beat the brakes off of them. But that was yeah. a team that was just never going to get an opportunity to play for an Addy. that team. And I, mm. by the way, that's Chad Johnson, Hushman Zada, Ken Simonson. I mean, they had like six or seven NFL dudes who went on a play on Sunday. So that it wasn't a talent issue. It was really just, the name on the jersey issue right they weren't going to get the respect um and fresno has some teams like that with the uh, car the older car david Carr and those guys early uh late 90s early 2000s as well so i think in 2024 and on think about this you're the coach at uh i don't know you're the coach at fresno state you can legitimately talk national championship and a question you got to ask yourself is could a coach at Fresno State legitimately talk national championship ever? Like, it, it, you know, I, I guess undefeated and, and potentially, but like that's not really le- um, realistic, even this these years with the, with the four teams, because you're going to have, you know, potentially the SEC is going to have one or two. The Big Ten is going to have at least one every year. And then, of course, the Big 12 part of us leaving. If one of us are in the game, us, Texas, one of the, you know, the the, the, the blue blood names. And then you've got a Pac-10 with the SC, UCLA, you know, UW. They've got teams where apples to apples, we've seen what's happened. And uh, I think one time Cincinnati made it, right? Cincinnati was the first to get into that tournament um, and, and look at the year they had. So 
I think it's good. I think it's good for football. I think it's good for all the programs. I don't think it'll make a big difference in who wins it, except for injuries. Injuries will be the one thing that can deter a team because you got to play those additional games against quality competition. Yeah, that 100%. I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the offseason, you know, in terms of how the the layout of the playoff will really mean a lot. Home games, bye weeks, uh, the the ability to prepare long term for the opponent as opposed to not having that additional time, I think will be a be a big factor. Uh, man, Nick Galoma had another another question he um, brought up on Twitter. I uh, want, want to shout him out for uh, for following the pod, following the socials. He said, what are uh, which team? Make sure I get this right here. Yeah. Which team? For Oklahoma, we're talking football, softball, basketball is going to be the first to win the SEC conference. Uh, I have mine. I want to know what. Oh, I, I know. we're going to both say the same. That's not, that's an easy one. Come on, man. Well, there are probably two right answers. There's probably two right answers. Okay, it's right. Softball, right? Like softball. So, softball will hundred percent probably be the first team. What about women's gymnastics? Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even consider that. Yeah. I mean, LSU is pretty good. Florida um, has that girl who's had four tens. Have you seen that? They've had a girl do yeah. four perfect tens. So uh, it's Oklahoma, cool. baby. Oklahoma gymnastics. We rocking and rolling. Um, softball, brother. So we're going to go there yeah. and they're gonna quickly find out that uh, we, 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 they're going to say, oh, they're the Oklahoma softball. It ain't going to be the Bama. It's going to be the Oklahoma softball. We're we going we yeah. to let them real quick. So, so what does – now that we know the move's happening, and I, and I think this will be a good way uh, to, to kind of wrap up just this whole conversation and, and the podcast today. Now that we know the move is happening, what is the urgency that OU's football staff has to have in order to be ready. But well, where does that focus have to be right now? Both, I actually want to ask you from a structural, more infrastructure behind the scenes side, as well as on the on, on the personnel player coach side. Uh, personnel player stuff is really simple. We, we, we have to be more defined in our offensive defensive line. Hmm. We, we can no longer do the 6-2 short arms, you know, uh, we we just can't. We're, it's going to kill us in the SEC, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see. The good thing is we're recruiting at a high level, and, and we've got a lot of high end guys that we can now sell. And this is what I was going to say is my bigger point, but we can now sell. So I think that will take care of itself very. But here's the deal: That's right. Coach Venables has a unique opportunity right now. He's got his, his number one objective right now has to be to market. And it's internal and external. He has got to internally market to that program. Every guy who has an opportunity to play, you know, the graduating seniors of 2023. Hey, man, let's go kick ass. Let's go win it. Let's go win the natty. Why not? Right. But for every returning player that's going to go into the Big 12, that message has to be relayed to Schmitty. That message has to be relayed to the coordinators. That message has to relay to the, the, the position coaches, to the analysts, to the GAs. Like, here's a deal. We're playing this season to put the SEC on notice to let them know we coming in and, and taking names. We're putting the recruits on notice to let them know we coming there to, de you know, determine to whoop some ass. It has to happen this season, Barry. We cannot have an eight like this now compounds the 
the necessity to ensure a 10 win season. We mm. can't go on. We can't go on the SEC as a, you know, there's a term we use. I think I said on the pod before is Reggie. Uh, and I can't tell you the context behind where Reggie comes from. Reggie is a context. <laughs> Actually, it's legal in Oklahoma. So, I, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It, it is. Reggie is a term we used to use in Cali for some regular uh, municipals. Uh, I don't even yeah. know how to say it. By the way, I don't partake. Never have. But we can't go into the SEC uh, with with a mediocre team. We just, by the way, nine is not enough. We've got to find a way to get to ten wins or more with the personnel we have, and we've got the goods and the schedule which we just discussed last week to get it done so number one uh barry is marketing we like now like they gotta have a new workout shirt now like it's gotta be you know like uh defeat the sec like this year and they need to market that this year to let the sec know because the truth of the matter is kentucky's gonna want to take us out you already know Beamer, little Beamer is going to want to take us out, right? Josh is at, not, you know, in Rocky Top, Josh is going to want to, you know, right? Josh is going to want to take us out. There are teams that will be gunning for us. Us in Florida, we've been in Florida's backyard the last 18 months taking their kids. Florida's going to want to take us out. We need to let them know now, like, yo, we're a blue blood. There's about two or three of y'all that can claim the same type of caliber of us as us and everybody else you not on our level. And that's not OU style per se, B, but it's something we need to afford ourselves and we have to do it to let folks know where they stand. Like, yo, we're not coming here to be Reggie. We're coming here to say, hey, Bama, hey, Georgia, right? You know, LSU, y'all got us five years ago, but this is a new, this is a new sheriff in town. This is a new regime. So that's that part, right? Um, I think Schmitty, I think it's a blessing in disguise that Schmitty just came back from AM. And oh, that's uh, a great point. That is right? such so a Schmitty, fantastic point. Schmitty knows the landscape. Um, and, and, you know, I've got good friends that work with Schmitty day in and day out. And I think some of the deaf ear that has been, you know, some of the players that like, oh, this ain't the SEC. Yeah, well, well, it is now. And so just the level of discipline and consistency and really pushing yourself, which I know Schmitty is bar none, one of the very best probably in the history of strength and conditioning to do that the guy's got to buy it in a way room listen I, i've been seeing some things on twitter i'm not gonna say no names i'm sure everybody saw it 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 kind of it kind of irks my soul when i see a player like oh my little brother this oh you brought tears to my eyes my little bro like come on bro don't nobody want to be little bro by you like that's not cool like we don't have time for that like it's not a game no more some of the listeners will know what i'm talking about if you haven't seen it yet be just look at some of the, the the OU football stuff, published stuff, and then some of the comments of what people have said in the comments. It's it's kind of I I listen. I was little bro to Jarrell Jackson and Brandon Daniels. Those are my big bros. To this day, I still call both of them big bro. Don't little bro me in public when I'm getting some type of accolade or some type of edification. Right? The school is is edifying me, and you got to come on there and make comments about oh my little bro. Don't do that. That like that's that's gonna take away from the OU shine when we go to SC. We we gotta put that stuff to bed. That shit is disrespectful. cute. Yeah, yeah, that shit is cute. Like, what, no grown man want to do no cute stuff like that. We gotta focus on our focus. So, but the Schmitty piece, the marketing piece, and then an attention to detail with um with with the O line D line. And I'm I'm gonna sneak one last one in here, Barry. I I and I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about Brown out of Florida. There's a different body makeup of the receivers in the sec the sec one receivers just look different from most of the receivers across america you save maybe a, a an, an sc 
will have a, a kid like that. Obviously, uh, Ohio State is legitimately probably receiver you right now, so they've got oh a lot of gosh. those guys. The makeup of the receivers, and I'm I'm looking at receivers like Brown, right? I'm talking about six two, six three, who are bigger, but they're not sluggers. Four six, no change of direction, kind of a slant fade. No, 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 no. The Georgias, the Bamas, the LSU's, you know, um, even like Kentucky will have a guy. Auburn will have a guy. I think there's going to be a huge, um, not a huge, but a subtle tweak in ensuring we have one of those plus size. It's an X. He's an X receiver who can go and have much more wiggle and explosion and break those arm tackles and get to the house. So when I look at it, I, I think of those things. I'm actually interested to hear what your thoughts are. I think the most important thing that this staff now has at its disposal from a from a coaching standpoint is being able to coach for the SEC. You you kind of touched on it, but man, man, psychology plays such a big part in in sports to the point where they've done studies with like tennis players where they tell one tennis player to go out there and and do your best, right? Or or, or just some basic encouragement. And, and they tell the other player to go out there and pretend you're Andre Agassi. And what they found is that the player who says, I'm going to try my best to embody so-and-so, like every receiver coming out of high school wanted to be Randy Moss in the early 2000s, it does something to you. If you have the capability to do or tap into some of those things, there's a mental component to that, that that's pretty fascinating. But now if you can own it with the players and say, we are an SEC program this season in this conference, go out there and make it look like that. We shouldn't go out there as a program coach talking to players and, and look inferior to any one of these teams from a mental or physical standpoint. Because that is how we set our own bar as a program. That is how OU is able to get into this conference and have more success than Texas. Uh, if they play it right, they've got a good quarterback. They've got offensive linemen that they've been able to recruit. They have defensive linemen who are coming around. You have not necessarily the dudes in the middle that you need just yet. But but you can set that standard this season because you probably don't necessarily I don't want to say you don't need those guys this year, but you don't need them like you will need them in the next two to three years. In the next yep. two to three years, getting the, you know, the youngster out of Georgia who who has been seen who's going to be coming to visit Oklahoma, the the guy who plays Mike uh for um I can't remember what school down in Georgia, but just linebacker built for the SEC. Those are the types of players that will be needed. But all of it now this season for this program is mentality. It is 100% be the team that is going to compete in the SEC this year. Do not wait until next season. I think that has a lot of power. It has power with recruits. It has power with guys finishing their career this season who won't be there next year, right? That they want to want to leave a mark. I think, and we talked about it, but that's why I think anything less than an appearance in the Big 12 title game and then a subsequent win is is a complete failure of, of, of a season. You know, I, I think the the landscape of college football is shifting so quickly that 
another down year for Oklahoma could mean more down seasons. I, I think the if you don't stem that tide right now with this move, there is potential for catastrophe. But from a power standpoint, somebody brought this up um, on one of the shows I was listening to. The top four teams in high school recruiting this past year were Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Texas. And there is nothing to say that, that, that that's going to change when OU and Texas join the SEC. And in fact, it might get a little easier, right? The, yeah. Those players, the, yeah. So, so there's a chance for Oklahoma to take that next step, but they've got to take that next step now. And, and, and I think that cannot be, I, I don't think that can be understated. Um, ESPN is going to be a big factor. I think the exposure piece, <laughs> and that was something I, I did want to ask real quick. Just where you think this TV stuff is going? Do you see the ESPNs really being the the linchpins of how the broadcasting is done for the SEC, or do you see them being a little bit more forward thinking? Do you think we're going to start getting more of the the streaming stuff, the Amazon stuff, and then we'll we'll, we'll close out after that? But I'm I'm just curious, real quick, on on your thoughts of where the TV stuff is heading. Uh, ESPN is good for us. ESPN, I think all of a sudden there's going to be more uh, pro OU stuff happening on ESPN than kind of folly uh, OU stuff. So I think that's really good. I, I also, you know, I think the last what four years streaming has really made itself legit. And by the way, even for sport, sporting, sporting events. Now I will say this. I don't know that Thursday night football was a success this year, right? The whole Amazon thing on Thursday night football, and maybe there's some tweaks to it that they can do to improve it. But, and this is, this is totally anecdotal, but just the people I've spoken to were not impressed to, um, impressed by it relative to watching it on, you know, regular network TV or even on the, the cable TV stuff. So I think there's something to, um, all money is not good money. I don't think the way the I don't think the NFL liked the way Thursday night football was marketed to people. And I think they feel like they left money on the table. Um, and so I say that to say college football, aside from like March Madness and then like because think about it, NFL is just local market. Right. If I live in Cali, I don't get to see the Browns. I get to see the Raiders and the, and, and the Niners. So it's not like the the NFL's. um diagram is different than college football when you're the marquee team in the sec and you get that cbs night game or you're the big 12 and you get that fox 11 a.m game or 9 a.m for me in cali right or you're in the you know you're in the the uh the the, the big the big 10 and you and what was the big 10 the big 10 used to be espn if you remember yeah. i used to always see ohio state 9 a.m until about four or five years ago but they've got right so I don't think ESPN or the NBC, ABC, CBS relationship and now Fox jumping in the game. I don't think they're so concerned about their marquee games. And I also think they are okay with letting some streaming services have more visibility for the conference for some of the third tier games. When who, who who gives a damn when South Carolina plays Kentucky if they're both seven and four? No one cares. Mm -hmm. Yeah, throw that thing on Amazon, right? For sure. <laughs> or, or, or obviously the <laughs> the SEC network, right? So for us, yeah. the, what the, the the responsibility is for us to stay on those marquee 
time slots to ensure that we're getting national exposure. And 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 to your point about the marketing this year, that's what OU's got to do. See, OU kicks ass this year in recruiting if we simply get into those marquee spots and make the color analysts and make the game analysts and make Sports Center and make ESPN have to say, holy shit, OU's coming to the SEC. And I got to tell you, they plan a brand of football that looks like they can win. That's the marketing piece where if we leverage that, mm. South Carolina ain't going to want to come to Norman. You know what I'm saying? Mizzou, Mizzou know what it was when they was in the Big 12. They didn't forget. AM know what it was when they was in the Big 12. They ain't forgot. Like they know what time it is. And that goes for 90% of those. By the way, Bama know. Bama, Bama cannot claim to be an OU, you know, OU's Day whipping boy. That's a lie. Where that where, 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 where that where that come from? That's not the truth. So we have to create that perception, recreate ourselves and our identity this year. You I, I like the way you you kind of framed it in the sense of marketing, like, yo, guys, we're SEC today. All right. And um, you know, I think exactly we gotta what I do. Yeah, we went on a we went on a uh, Texas State campaign. Two thousand is very important to us to say we were the Texas State champions, even though we were in the state of Oklahoma. We beat the brakes off of you know. We, I think we played seven Texas teams that year, and we kicked that ass, right? So we got to go on a big state. We got to go on a Big Twelve championship run this year. Like, hey, we got to let the Big Twelve know on the way out. By the way, that includes Texas. Like, we got to let Texas know. Like, bruh, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we started and ended this. Right. We we were the Big 12 big boy the entire time that the Big 12 was a thing. And we're going to the SEC on a level above you guys. So that that whole piece, ESPN streaming, um, I don't think for college football itself, it's going to be a bad thing just because those national slots are going to be awarded to the top two, three, four teams in the respective conference. But it would suck. It would suck, Barry. And, and I'm not going to use OU as the example because I just can't. But imagine being, I don't know, A&M and the, the four-tier game is on, you know what I'm saying? It's on uh, Netflix. <laughs> you gotta watch I, the hope, game I hope that happens. Peacock. <laughs> like, what? You gotta watch the game on Peacock? That the the SEC tier four game is on oh, Peacock. Coming to you, it's 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 Texas A and M against Missouri. Like, oh, you know, hilarious. that's the space we don't want to be in. And and you, yeah. you said it. we gotta we gotta take care of business this year. And I think there's a ton of reason for our guys to be excited and focused and, and locked in to do what they need to do. And, and here's the deal: we've got better players. It's just, it's just, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? When the rubber meets the road and you do guy for guy, OU has better players than the conference we're con- currently in. Those guys got to show up and play ball. And 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 uh, I'll say this last piece, and if Pat Fields heard me say this, he'd probably get upset. Addition by subtraction was good timing this year. There's some there's some yeah. good addition that's being subtracted from, you know, the 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 two deep that I think is going to put us in a position to have a lot more guys uh, go out there and be successful. Yeah. And, and just to piggyback off that before we shut things down today, it's not always that those, those players are, are bad players or deficient players. It's that sometimes they just aren't the right player for the type of messaging that the coach wants to be able to get across. 
Sometimes it, you have got to flip your culture when you are a new coach and you've got to flip it as quickly as you can to ensure that you're never going to have 100% on board. You're always going to have a couple guys who are, who are outliers, who aren't receiving the messaging, and you know what you do with that. You either police it in the locker room if they are good players, or you tell them to hit the road. And, and I think that that's what Venables and his staff have been doing you know, this past year and a half, and I think it's going to come to fruition here in the next 18 months. Uh, it's going to get real interesting, uh, especially when we start hearing about what is going to be the uh, schedule outlook in the Southeastern Conference, uh, the new look in 2024. Uh, but DMAC, good stuff hold on, hold today, on. Pause, man. Pause, oh, pause, 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 pause. You didn't tell me who you wanted your pod to be. I just thought about that. Oh, I'm going to jump off ooh. this and be like, Barry didn't tell me. So I need to know who who do you think are, will be the three teams that we're potted with in our, our little region? Who mm, who would you prefer I, and who do you think they'll be? It's going to be Texas. I mean, Texas will be. Well, no, it depends on if they do the the pods and the plus one or if they just do the pods, because they are talking about every team having one permanent opponent. Which What's the difference OU. between that and the pod? I don't understand. I, I don't, I, so it, they, they had two options. I, it was nine games. I think the nine games had oh, the okay, pod. That makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, with the one additional. Yeah, that makes, um, so, sense. that makes sense. That makes sense. So either way, Texas is in it. I have a feeling. So the the fan sentiment, this is what I got from Twitter. Mizzou is not a fan favorite uh, for Oklahoma, Oklahoma Sooner fans. They don't want to see the Mizzou game. They don't want to go there. And I get it. Yeah, I get it. But I, I want the dub. Give me, yeah. give me, line up these for me, baby. Line those up for me. Yeah, I, I think Arkansas is probably going to be the other team. I personally would love to see something where maybe it is, it's a little riskier of a situation, but like a Tennessee or an Auburn or or an you LSU. Auburn. You can't do Auburn. I, I don't. I don't think it will. But I. I don't. I don't know if I want to see what the expected one will be of Texas, Texas A and M, Arkansas, Missouri. That's going to be the expectation, and probably what it ends up being. It'll be something of that mix. I would like to see them go outside the box a little bit, maybe create some new rivalries. I mean, maybe start a OU Alabama thing. There's a lot of things that you can do to also ensure that other teams are playing other other people and getting out of their region. And that was what I listened to Sankey the other day, and Sankey said that that was imperative for the new scheduling so that you're not not playing a team for 12 years which was a big problem so i'll say this they will probably do the one and then round robin then because if you got like right if ou has texas there's 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 what seven more slots for us to rotate between 15 other teams which means theoretically three to four years you play everybody yeah so i'd be willing to bet oh that's housekeeping (laughs) i'd be willing to bet uh, they might do it that approach because you, you, yeah, you don't want to go twelve years with with a home game. That that would be pretty shitty. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it's been in that conference. You've had Georgia avoid Alabama how many yeah. years? You know, so sure. and then yeah, and whereas in the Big Twelve, I'm, fin- hold on one second, I'm finishing ahead. up. Give me five minutes. Oh, those beautiful. yes, five minutes. Hey y'all, I'm oh. in a hotel. I'm remodeling the house. They're they're uh, putting a custom uh, shelf 
my closet. So I had to Ooh. stay in a hotel. It's going to be nice, bro. I saw it. I went to the house and looked at it. It looks good. But uh, I got the kids. So I was like, I don't want the kids with the paint and the chemicals and all that. So we stayed in a hotel. That makes tonight. sense. Makes sense. Well, man, good stuff today. Well, we'll hop off. That's a a good signal right there. Uh, Sooner fans, make sure to go rate and review the podcast. Make sure to go sign up at Sooners360.com. Follow us on Twitter at Barry and Mac SHW. Damien's is at D underscore Mac 13. And you can find me at BY's Fitness at the letter B W I S E Fitness. And follow us on the IG at the Barry and Mac Show. But uh, thank you all for listening. D Mac, any closing words today? I got my I got my hat on today, man. It's the first time in like two and a half years, you know, saying I, I'm wearing this with a little bit of pride. So looking forward to my my legs show, man. Let's see. We'll, let's see if we can get some business handled these last 28, 29 games this season. Great show as and, usual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we I will say on that, we have a, a guy I'm talking with who is also on the Blue Wire podcast network, a basketball guy. So we might have some NBA stuff coming up soon. We might let's do a little do offshoot. Yeah. So so he. It. He's he's wanting to come on. He uh, we've got the relationship going. Uh, but yeah, man, Lakers uh, a little bit better squad than what they started the year with. <laughs> By the way, I finally set up my little account, man. I'm finally getting paid to do this. The, the, the few dollars that we get, I finally got my little depository. So I'm I'm excited yeah. about that. I go buy some shoes or something. I love it. Well, Sooner Nation, thank you all for listening today, and we will see you soon.